everybody. My name is Ron Kansler, and uh, we want to welcome you to another episode of Disciple Making Church Podcast. So glad you've decided to join us. Uh, my name is Ron. This is Ken Adams. He's the founder and director of Impact Ministries. Uh, thank you so much for being here as uh, we strive, as always, to look at both being and building disciples like Jesus inside the local church. And so, Ken, it's good to, good to see you. Man, thanks, Ron. Good to be with you, buddy. Yeah. And so uh, we're excited, uh, as always, to be kind of unpacking some things about disciple making inside uh, the local church. And so today we're going to be uh, really uh, starting a series that's going to be talking about values. And values are so important in our personal life. Um, but Ken, uh, values also are, are a big part of church life as well. Man, they really are. And, uh, you know, uh, it's interesting, Ron, that. Uh, uh, you know, every church has uh, every church has a mission or should have a mission, right? Mm-hmm. Which kind of tells us, uh, you know, where we're going, why we do what we do, kind of thing. And then uh, every church ought to have a statement of faith, ought to have a doctrine statement, right? So we ought to have a we ought to have a statement of mission. Mm-hmm. We ought to have a statement of belief, but we also ha- ought to have a statement of values. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know if you ever considered this or not, but I actually heard somebody say this years ago that churches rarely divide over mission hmm. and they rarely divide over doctrine, but they almost always divide over values. Hmm. And, you know, it's interesting because uh, because for denominations, it's it's the opposite. So denominations usually split over mission or doctrine, yeah. but churches usually split over Values and values are just the things that uh, sort of our our philosophy of ministry or right. uh, the way we approach doing ministry. And so, uh, values are so important because whenever you have a disagreement in your values, it will lead to division in your organization. Mm. And so, uh, so yeah, we have uh, we've just recently done a whole series on values uh, in our church, and yeah. we believe that those values are not just true for uh, our church particularly, but for really every disciple-making church. And so um, we haven't talked a lot about those values in the past, but I think this is going to be a good uh, next several months as we just kind of every month unpack uh, different values of uh, disciple-making churches. Yeah, Ken, I'm excited about this because uh, in my own life, I know this to be true. It's probably true for you guys as well out there that uh, if you want to know what someone values, just watch what they do. Mm. Um, and so uh, we the values are so important that uh, we obviously want to look inside God's Word, look at the life of Jesus. Um, and uh, this sermon series you you did was fantastic. As a matter of fact, uh, right now we're going to take just a moment and uh, and watch a clip from that sermon. But these are a few of the values that have determined how we've gone about what we do for the last 34 years and we'll continue to determine what we do for as long as we're here as a church, as long as we hold to these values. Let's talk about the first one. So this first one is basically, um, you know, what does it mean to be culturally relevant? Now, some of you might be thinking, well, isn't every church culturally relevant? Hardly, hardly. In fact, what my experience is, and I bet your experience is in, is that there are probably more churches that are not culturally relevant than churches that are culturally relevant. 
You say, well, what does it mean? It's really just a very simple idea. It's not complicated at all. But what it means is this, when we say we have a value to be culturally relevant, is that we want to be a church that actually relates to the culture that we're trying to reach. I mean, what a novel idea, right? That we want to relate to the culture. You say, why is that such a big deal? Because that's exactly what Jesus did. Let me tell you something. Is that Jesus related to the culture that he came, that Jesus came for people that were far from God and that were separated from him. And Jesus came in a way that he related to them and he identified with them and he connected with them. And that's exactly what we want to do. You say like, yeah, well, what does that mean? So what I'm saying is this, is that what we, were, what we are trying to do in Coweta County in 2023 is the exact same thing that Jesus did in first century Jerusalem. Now, obviously we do it different ways. Jesus didn't have a lot of the things. He didn't have the technology we have. He didn't have a lot of the resources we have. So how he did it's different, but what he did it's the exact same thing. I, I, I know you already know this, but let me just make it really clear. You need to understand is that Jesus Christ is the single, he is the single most culturally relevant minister in all of history. Amen. I mean, Jesus spoke their language, wore their clothes, used their buildings. Jesus listened to the same music they listened to. Jesus understood their problems. You know, Jesus did not repel people over and over again. Jesus what? He attracted people. You know what? Listen to this. Is that when Jesus did ministry, as Jesus went over a period of three years, did the people following him increase or decrease? Now, let me just ask you a question. How come more churches in our country and actually around the world are decreasing rather than increasing? So, Ken, that's a good word right there. And, and ultimately, um, we see that, um, you know, when we talk about being culturally relevant, um, that can be sometimes kind of a word that brings up some different thoughts, some different ideas, some different philosophies. And so uh, can you speak to that just for a minute? Yeah. So, you know, the, the, the value of a church being culturally relevant is, uh, is something that for a lot, of, a lot of leaders and a lot of folks in church life— mm is it, it's, it can be confusing, it can be misleading. And I think a lot of times these terms like, uh, you know, being secret driven or secret targeted and contemporary and all these things, they, they, uh, they can mean a lot of different things. But here's what I would tell you, Ron, mm. is that there is, you know, what, whatever we debate about a church, there's nobody in history mm. that was more culturally relevant than Jesus. That's true. Jesus was the most relevant minister mm. in history. He completely identified with the culture he was trying to reach. Yeah. And so, you know, we say this all the time is that Jesus is our model, isn't mm. he? Yeah. So I think what I hear you saying is that if it was important for Jesus to be, re to relate to his culture, to be culturally relevant, that it should be you know, important to us as well. Man, it, it, it should be, it should be a value, mm. not just in the way we go about a worship service. Right. It should be a value in 
everything we do, right? Yeah. So if that's true, then, I mean, what are some examples from the life of Jesus that you maybe can flesh out for us a little bit where you see this to be true? Yeah. Well, I think, you know, the first, uh, the first example that comes to my mind is a passage in the book of Mark mm. where uh, Jesus is identifying with uh, tax collectors and sinners. And uh, there's a passage where he's at a Matthew's house or Levi's house. And, and, it, and it clearly says that uh, Jesus was, uh, was connecting with and he was relating to uh, people that were far from God. Um, but he was obviously speaking their language. He was obviously uh, relating to their culture. So they were not being turned off or um, or seeing Jesus as being unrelatable. Mm. They were actually seeing Jesus as being uh, one of them, yeah. and, you know, one of, one of the culture. Yeah. And so uh, what he didn't do is that he didn't compromise. Mm. Uh, he didn't compromise the truth at yeah. all in order to be able to connect uh, with the people that he was trying to reach. Yeah, I love that. Recently, uh, I was reading something you had written, and you you had a quote in there. And so I want to get it right here. You said, Jesus' cultural relevance was based on a commitment to steadfast truth. Mm-hmm. So so what exactly, like how did Jesus not compromise on the truth, but be culturally relevant? Yeah, great, great question. And I think this is where people struggle, mm-hmm. right? Because a lot of times, a lot of times people think that to be relevant to the culture, mm-hmm. you have to compromise. Yeah. And if anything, Jesus shows us completely the opposite, right? That's right. Because Jesus is a great example of how uh, we need to be uh, culturally relevant, but never compromising the truth. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we need to have a, uh, uh, a, a an uncompromising message right. to a constantly changing world. Mm. And so Jesus, I think, is a perfect example of that. Yeah. You know, Jesus was able to demonstrate grace and truth mm-hmm. at the same time, you know? Yeah, I mean, you don't become known as a friend of sinners unless you're reaching into the culture and spending spending time with them. Um, so so I guess the big question then, if, if uh, Jesus was culture relevant and we're trying to do it like Jesus did, his strategy, um, so if it's part of his strategy, I mean, it should be important to us as well, right? I, I would agree. Yeah. So I don't know. What are some ways maybe it can be seen inside the local church? How, how can a local church be culturally relevant? Yeah. Well, and, and I think, uh, I think there are a lot of different ways. Mm-hmm. Again, uh, some people make the mistake of thinking it's just about the worship service mm-hmm. or it's just about the music. Yeah. But, you know, really it's, it's not, it's, yeah. it's about more than that. It's about. Um, it's about the look of the facility. It's about the, uh, um, it's about the way people dress. It's about, uh, the way, uh, you know, people, the way people talk, the language. Is Mm. it, is it a language that people relate to or does it sound like it's coming out of, you know, uh, another century somewhere, you know, years ago? Uh, I do think it involves music and I think it involves worship and, you know, I always, always use this example, Ron, that, uh, you know, if I get into my, most people get into their car and they turn on the radio station, they're probably, and this is probably going to get a lot of people <laughs> upset, but they're probably not turning on music that comes from the 17 or 1800s. They're probably, and, and not that that music's not good right. and that that music has a place and that music still speaks to us. Mm. 
but it speaks to a believer yeah. differently than it speaks to a non-believer. Mm-hmm. And we have to remember that uh, our mission is to make disciples of all nations. Yeah. And so that requires, in my opinion, that requires that we do it the way Jesus did. And that means being able to relate to the culture yeah. without compromising the truth. Yeah. So I think what I hear you say it is that, uh, you know, Jesus very much understood he had to meet people where they were so he could bring them to where they needed to be. I, I can't say any better. Than yeah. That. I mean, so um, with that said, it's not a either or, it's a both and, yes. you know, and so he taught the truth. Um, you know, I, I do think it's interesting that, um, you know, may, maybe many of you have even been on a mission trip, right? Mm-hmm. And you're going to go to another country and you begin to plan, um, you know, so what are some of the things like, what are we planning for when we go on another trip? Yeah. You know, it's a, it's a great thing. I mean, here you are, you're our global pastor yep. here at our church. And so uh, you're in countries, uh, a lot of mm-hmm. different places at different times of the year. And, you know, when you go to another country, uh, you know, we recently went to, uh, uh, to Africa and, uh, you know, we didn't ask them to become like us. We tried to identify with yeah. them. And so, um, you know, it involves everything from, uh, the food that you eat, uh, <laughs> to, uh, to the customs that you observe right. and the things that you do. And so, uh, we tried to, um, you know, we tried to identify with their, uh, with their culture and mm. even some of the illustrations and things that we say have to be filtered through, does this make sense to them? Yeah. Does this connect to them? Right. And so, um, it's a, it's a really and truly wrong. It's a, it's a big, wide category of things to involve, but more, I think more than anything, mm. it is just this value, right? right? It's just saying we want to identify, you know, I, I think if I were going to, um, you know, to another country, uh, I would not go to that country and expect them to understand all of North American culture or all right. of American culture. Mm. I would expect them to be true to their culture, right? right? And uh, I also think that sometimes in our country and in our churches, when people walk through the doors of a lot of churches in the country, mm. it's like going back into a time warp. Mm. <laughs> and it's like going back into a into a day at a time that nobody can relate to. That's right. Because the music, the dress, the language, right. the things that they do are not necessarily wrong, mm-hmm. but they're just not relating yeah. to where people are at. And therefore, that can become a barrier mm-hmm. to communicating and connecting with yeah. the gospel. And that's what ultimately we want to see happen, right? Yeah, so uh, that value of connecting with your culture, you're really saying, hey, uh, we have an unchanging message, yeah, and we don't want to create any more stumbling blocks that are already yeah. there. Like, we don't want to go out of our way, um, you know, just kind of dovetailing on what you talk about going overseas. I mean, we train people to go out, and I think that's what the local church is supposed to do as well, mm-hmm. is that we train them to, one, meet the people where they are, yeah. to understand their language, to understand their traditions, yeah. to try to figure out what's happening in their lives so that they can then share an unchanging message. Yeah. It would be kind of ridiculous to go and take American culture to another culture. Um, and so 
if you're watching here today, maybe you're starting to think a little bit about your own church, your own situation. Yeah. And, um, you know, maybe God's revealing to you that you have a culture inside your church as well as yeah. outside. Wouldn't you think this would be important that if you are trying to adopt the value or, or live by the value being culturally relevant, yeah. that you ought to ask yourself the question, uh, what is a person far from God? What are they going to feel and what are they going to experience when mm -hmm. they walk in the doors of our church? Yeah. And is it going to be something that they feel they're totally unrelatable to mm -hmm. and totally foreign? Or yeah. is it going to be something that is... Um, they can go, you know what, this this identifies with my life. Mm. Because here's what we do know. We know that a lot of the basic struggles and needs that people have yeah. are the same today as they were, as, as they are in any culture or at any time. Yeah. And so, um, so the problems are the same, but how we go about helping people connect mm. to the answer to their problems yeah. has got to be, has, has it because the world is constantly changing, mm. we've got to be constantly evaluating our methods. Yeah, which uh, Ken really speaks to the genius of what Jesus did because yeah. it is a timeless message, a timeless strategy, a timeless me methodology uh, in a changing world. And the, the local church, I believe, uh, I think what you're saying is we've got to think of everywhere as a mission field. We do, whether you're going across the world or across the street. That's right. Yeah, that's, that's right. Good. And so we've got to yeah. got to really start to maybe think and evaluate about um, the, the values of our church and um, this one we've been talking about. You know, Ron, there are some things that are, you know, that are part of my upbringing mm. that, uh, that I am so thankful for. Yeah. I mean, I, some of the great hymns, some of the music, some of the traditions that mm. I grew up in, um, man, I am so thankful for. Sure. But here's what I can tell you is that um, I make a mistake when I sanctify mm. the method yeah. rather than sanctifying the message. Mm. And so, That's good. Um, so I've got to remember that the methods change. Right. The message never changes. Yeah. That's good. And so in order to get that message to people that are dying mm. and going into eternity without Christ, um, man, I got to be willing to change the beat of a song, or yeah. or or go from a suit to to yeah. a uh, you know a dress shirt or something like that. I, I just got to be willing to 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 sanctify the right things, right? Yeah, absolutely. But never compromising the truth. Absolutely not. Never compromising. The absolutely truth. not. So yeah, that's a good word. And it's a big. This is a big topic. Isn't it, it is. It is. So here's what we'd encourage you to do is. Uh, share this, like this, start a discussion down below. We'd love to reach out to you. If you agree or even disagree, we, yeah. uh, we would love to, uh, you know, have that conversation with you. Uh, at Impact Ministries, we, we really do want to come alongside the local wow. church and have those hard discussions, maybe even talk about the values of your church, uh, maybe even help you uh, figure out what it means to be a disciple-making church. Uh, a couple ways you can do that. You can actually um, call us up. We'll do a consultation mm -hmm. over the phone. Um, we'll actually come and actually do that in person as well. Um, and then uh, we also have some online resources that you can uh, actually watch some things, some yeah. teaching from Ken. Um, you'll be able to see some of these uh, video blogs as well. Um, but we also have something for pastors and, you know, for leaders as well. But it, it's, it's called the Disciple Making Pastor. Uh, we have one actually starting on October 4th. Lance Sumner will be teaching that. 
It's online. It's online. Group. Yeah, seven weeks, and it's a little bit of homework, not a lot, yeah. but uh, it's just an amazing time for a pastor to really evaluate uh, what it means to be a disciple-making pastor and leader. Um, and uh, we also have something pretty amazing coming up. I know it's next year, but it's coming fast. It's just a few months away. It's just really. a few months away, but Disciple Making Summit, it's going to be on uh, January 26th and 27th of 2024. Yeah. You don't want to miss it. It's, you it's don't want to miss it. It's an amazing time. <laughs> Um, already be uh, thinking about your teams there. But uh, thank you so much for uh, joining us again. Uh, you don't want to miss any of the episodes coming up as we talk about church values. And uh, if we can be any, any help to you, uh, yes. And you can find everything at Impact. That's right. ImpactDisciples.com. So uh, click on that. Uh, you'll see some links below as well. Uh, once again, thanks for coming. And Ken, thank you for some good insight today yeah. into this. And, thanks, Ron. Uh, good we'll, discussion. We'll see you next time.